Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Soccer Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Kurt the Dirt Buckerfield. How are you, my friend? Shawnee, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you, my friend? I am good. You must be a little spring in your step with the... Well, we can. We can touch on United in a bit, but a little change of momentum, I guess, for them. Yeah, I mean, things are things are happening at United. I'm a, I'm a little excited. I think, uh, I mean, it's not, let's, you know, nothing to to go crazy about, but uh, a few youngsters <laughs> putting their hands up, and uh, it's looking exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, let's dive into United, I guess. We can okay. touch on other points. I mean, it's uh, uh, off to a good, positive start for 2024 for Ten Hag and his squad, I guess, and obviously new ownership, um, some changes coming. Um, yeah, Hoyland, Hoyland finding form, which is obviously evident with United uh, points and stuff. So it's coming along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was that four-three result to Wolves that I think uh, you know started this momentum shift. In that first half, I reckon it was probably our uh, best forty-five minutes of football um, throughout the season. Um, mm. We unfortunately allowed Wolves back into the game um, late on. I think it was Pedro Neto in the ninety second or fourth minute, some, somewhere around there where he ended up scoring an equaliser to make it three all. Um, but then the, the young Kobe Mainu stepped up. I, I'm not sure if you saw that goal, Sean. I did, um, yeah, I did. But that's, that was truly unbelievable for, for an 18-year-old kid. Um, and he's playing really, really well alongside Casemiro, um, looking like a real, real talent. And then, of course, Alejandro Garnacho, um He's scoring goals. He's looking really good. He's been shifted out onto the right with Rashford playing on the left. Um, so it's an unfamiliar position, but he's contributing. Um, also, just 19 years old. That's exciting. And then, of course, Rasmus Hoyland, who I've liked yeah. since he joined United. Um, Same here. I just want to say that, you know, I think a lot of United fans are looking at him and going, okay, well, now the goals are starting to come and that's all that was missing. But I think that in these six months that he's been at United, he's improved dramatically just over the last three. I think that his, his overall game, his composure in the box, his link-up play with his teammates, um, he's also contributed to a few assists. Obviously, he's getting on the score sheet. So I think that there's a lot to be excited about if you're a United fan. Um, of course, there are many holes defensively, um, still in midfield at times, and um, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for United to qualify for the Champions League. But... I think that there's um, there's a good core of, of youngsters in the side right now. So if if they can get the signings right under Serge and Radcliffe and Ineos, uh, sir, Radcliffe and Ineos, um, <laughs> under Radcliffe and Ineos, I do think that um, you know things could could turn around for the club. But uh, yeah, uh, Villa this weekend, which is a difficult game, of course, Villa away mm. from home where they've been really really good. They've been good at Villa Park. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens this this weekend. But I'm excited as a United fan, especially with this this recent turn in form. Yeah, like you say, all it takes is a couple of goals for a striker, and his his season changes. Right? It's it's, it's amazing in terms of the confidence you've seen now in Holland. Um, yeah, the trust the trust I guess he has in his teammates. Maybe that's a, a good way of putting it as well. Yeah, he's just looking more involved. I mean, for the first uh, couple of months of the season, he wasn't really involved. Players weren't giving the, him the ball as often as they should have. He was making the runs. They just weren't finding him. Um, but, you know, he's going out of his way to to get involved in the game. And I think that he just is looking like the complete package. I'm not saying that this kid is going to be world-class and score hundreds of goals for the club. But I do think that there's something to work with here. I think that this is a, a, a proper, an out-and-out out number nine. 
who will score goals when given the opportunity. And I think that um, if you're a United fan, you, you probably haven't seen that in a, in a couple of years. So it's something to be excited about for sure. Yeah, and as a United fan, how do you improve Willand? Is it, is it the players around him? Are the right players around him, would you say, as an out-and-out nine? I think, I think so. I, you know what? Like, I mean, Rashford's been off form this season. Um, he started to play better in the, the last couple of weeks. But I don't think that there are many better players in the league that you could have behind you than someone like Bruno Fernandes, who is constantly trying to create chances. Um, yeah. Two really quick wingers. Um, I think that they just needed time to, to figure one another out. I think that they are more comfortable um, with the link-up play and the one-twos, etc., etc. I just think it needed time and I think that it's slowly, it, it's starting to look like they are forging some sort of a relationship on the field. Um, I, you know what? I think Hoyland's ceiling is really high and I think that he has the potential to score loads of goals. Um, he's quick, he's strong, um, he's got clever movement and he can finish on both feet um, relatively decent in the air too. So I think that there's a lot to work with there. So for him, it's just about becoming more and more comfortable with his teammates, more and more comfortable with the stage that he's on at, at arguably um, one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then these improvements will come. Yeah, uh, yeah well said. And prediction for uh, Villa United? I'm going to say United 3-1, Sean. Three one. Yeah. Okay, I'll go two. I'll go two one United. I do think they're going to win though. It's going to be a great game. Lovely. Um, Thank let's you. Stick with England and stick with another great team, Chelsea. <laughs> great, uh, strong word. But what the hell is going on there, bro? It's 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 sacrilege that a player's wife could actually say this. Yes, sacrilege. So it was after Chelsea lost four two at home this past week into Wolves. Um, yeah. Thiago Silva's wife tweeted something to the effect of it wasn't verbatim, but something like. You, you've got to make the decision to part ways before it's too late or something like that, yeah. um, which was very much interpreted across England as her calling for Pochettino to be sacked. Yeah. Um, Pochettino then responded in a press conference this week saying that he has had a word with Thiago Silva, that Thiago Silva actually came to talk to him. Um, he wouldn't reveal, obviously, what those discussions were. I'm sure we can imagine that they were about this incident. Um, and then Thiago Silva was dropped for Chelsea's 3-1 away win at Villa um, last night or Thursday and night. Right, so Rightly so. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that there's probably some beef between... I don't think that Thiago Silva and Pochettino don't get along, but when Pochettino came in, he made Reese captain his... Uh, Reese captain. Reese James his captain. Um, I yeah. think Ben Chilwell, Vice, and then Conor Gallagher um, as part of the captaincy team and effectively removing the, the armband um, and Thiago Silva from that group. So... I do think that there might have been um, some issues there at the start of the season and and maybe Thiago Silva feels like as the most experienced player in the squad, he should be in that group. Um, maybe he felt disrespected or whatever it was and maybe that's sort of something that his wife has picked up on and is aware of, you know, she, she must know that these things go on behind the scenes. So um, there's pr- potentially a, a bit of that going on, but um, mm. it's it's not a good look for, for Silva um, and Chelsea really don't need this because that result and that incident, you know, really just opened the floodgate. Uh, f- I'm really stumbling on my words wow. today. The, wow. the the floodgates on on all of the other issues going on at the club, where there's rumours about certain players regretting the long term contracts that they've signed at Chelsea. Um, you know, these new arrivals over the last couple of years, they feel like they were sold sort of fraudulent uh, projects. 
in, in the, the talks that would have convinced them to join the club. So a lot of them are sort of just disillusioned and, and feeling like perhaps Chelsea isn't the place that they want to spend the next eight years of their career. Um, but of course, winning sort of changes all of that. Chelsea beat Villa at Villa Park, like I just said, um, which yeah. is a huge result in the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, sitting, I think, 11th uh, in the Premier League. Sure. So it's a long way to go for Chelsea, but um, they certainly don't need things like this going on. So yeah, Thiago's wife did take to X or Twitter saying, I'm sorry that my personal outburst as a passionate Chelsea fan has caused such an impact. I'm passionate about the team. I thrive on victories and I'm saddened by defeats. <laughs> I wonder if she was told to do that by any chance. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Let's switch consonants and absolute heartbreak last night, Curtsy. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I had my money on Bufana and we should have won. We could have won. Still very proud of the boys. I think they outdid themselves. Obviously, a couple of players stand out to me, but uh, I, I, I didn't. They never showed the replay of the red card. Mm leading up to the red card. I'm absolutely convinced he was offside. Sean, I had never showed it. I had this this exact same thought last night when um, after the penalty was taken, after the goal was scored, they showed a replay of, it was Terra Moffi who made the run. And I was convinced that he was offside. Yeah. Um, And it looks to me like VAR didn't even look at that, didn't even consider that. Now, maybe maybe they had checked that behind the scenes before the penalty was given and that was all cleared. So there is a possibility of that um, and they didn't need to show that on the screen. But it looked really, really close. And I would be interested to see um, if anything comes out about that, you know, in the next couple of days. I wonder if our producer, Aiden, is able to look at that red card while we're on air and see if that was offside, Aiden. But uh, you don't have to come on, but... Maybe try work your magic if there is anything out there. Um, but yeah, in essence, unlucky Bufana, um, couple of horrific penalties. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, a game of big, a big, game of fine margins, you know, which is yeah, uh, that's football. Unfortunately, there were there were a few opportunities that fell to Percy Tal in the first half that he couldn't take. Um, you know, in that first half, we looked really, really good. We were by we far the better side. Um, not only just because we were keeping the ball and, and having some nice possession, but we got into some really good um, spaces in the box. I felt like we were su- we looked very confident um, and that, you know, at, at that point I was thinking that Bufana can go on to win this whole thing. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out like that. Like you mentioned now, some really poor penalties. Um, mm. I don't want to single anyone out, but, uh, or at least... You know, I hate to single someone out, but Evidence yeah, McCorpus' yeah. penalty uh, in particular was was yeah, really, I, really poor. I don't really yeah, understand I, what he was doing there. Yeah, there was just zero confidence. Maybe the nerves, I'm not too yeah. sure. It, he, it could he be that. Afcon. He had a great AFCON. Yeah, he um, did. He did. I yeah. thought that he played well uh, yesterday too. Um, even even Percy Tau, I thought he played well. Um, a couple of standout performers. Um, I did think that it was a red card for Kakana if, if it wasn't. Sure. If it no, wasn't outside, of course, that's a red. Really, I was sure. re- relieved that that was outside the box because I thought yeah. at the time, in real time, that it was a penalty. But um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of South Africans right now just feel proud of Bafana Bafana. I think a lot of people are reinvested. They're interested again in the national team. Um, it's been a long time 
since I've seen so many people from South Africa actually take an interest in, in what Bufana is doing. So credit to Hugo Bruce and the, yeah. the players for, for making that happen because it's it's been exciting. I mean, Sean, if you had told me at the start of the tournament that Bufana were going to get to the semifinals, I, I would just not have believed you. Um, yeah. And I don't think that there, there would have been many people um, who had those kinds of expectations. So it's a credit to the coach, the coaching staff, the the detail, obviously, Ronwin Williams's heroics in the the quarterfinals. Um, yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant Afcon tournament for Bufana, and it's not over. There's the, the third place playoff to play um, yes. this weekend against Diakonga. I think that's on Saturday night. So yeah, credit absolutely. to them. And then just Sean, yeah. one more thing. I just want to mention this. I thought Nigeria were excellent in terms of their preparation for the shootout and mm. for the penalty that they scored. Um, William Trusty Kong, uh, the, the captain, scored their penalty yep. in, um, in the, I think it was in the second half. Then he was a take, of course, in the penalty shootout too. And they studied Ronwin's movements too, just as well as, as, as we had studied um, Cape Verde's penalties. So, yeah, a credit to them. No, absolutely. And I think um, what I liked about Bufana is their fitness levels, which have, I've always seen them yes, struggle with in the past. Absolutely. And they were super, super fit. And that's got nothing to do with uh, Bruce or the team. That's got to do with the, the players' club. So, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, very, very impressed with that. Standing up to some of the best players in the world, without a doubt. So, yeah, uh, super impressed and uh, gutted at the same time. <laughs> but but proud. Yeah. That's, that's how to put it. And the cool thing is I went to three total sports to look for a shirt, all sold out. I know. I saw I saw um, tweets about that, that uh, all yeah. of the white jerseys had been sold out already on like the 2nd of Feb or something like that. Very cool. Very, very yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah, thank you for that, Curti. And we now move on to my favorite part of the podcast, Seeking the Socials, where our producer, Aiden, seeks the socials or does a deep dive into the social networks and we discuss whatever's been happening there, I guess. Let's do it. Aiden. Gentlemen, welcome back to Seeking the Socials. Uh, it's good to be back again. Sean, I could not find any evidence of uh, an offside call. Um, not because it just shows that it was onside, because there's nothing. Yeah. I want to go back to Twitter again this week. Uh, I'm not giving you guys the option to choose. Sure. Just, you know, in honor of Bafana Bafana doing really, really well at the at the AFCON and, and, you know, outweighing everyone's expectations. I wanted to get your guys' uh, answers to the following which player has impressed you the most thus far for Bufana? And which player has been the most disappointing? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to be, you know... Like, be, be, be constructively critical. Sure, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a... Uh, I'm going to stick to the goalkeeper union for sure. Um, Go for it. And, yeah, and stick with Ronan as... Like technically, uh, uh, you don't see much better than Ronwin. and this is coming from yes. him when I was playing days. It's it's he's a breath of fresh air to to watch, and I and I studied him. I must be honest. He the way he composed himself reminds me of Buffon in a lot of ways, just in terms of how, especially with the ball the ball at his feet. Um, obviously, lacks in height a little bit, but you know you can see over the years how much he's worked on his crossing. His distribution is right up there with uh, with Kune. Um, it's yeah, I, I've been blown away over the past few years, and he's earned himself a mega, mega move to one of the best teams in Africa. You know, is he good enough for Europe? Possibly, I think that possibly the height might be an issue. 
Um, but in terms of leadership, in terms of big match temperament, don't forget that as we've seen. Um, yeah, there's not much better out there to be honest, especially on the constants. So I've been super, super impressed with him. I really have, really, really have. Fair enough, yeah. And uh, oh. yeah, so I, I would like to say to Bojo Mokwena, um, I know that yeah. he's a top player. Obviously, everyone knows that. Um, yeah. But I think that he looks like a player who could easily play in one of Europe's top leagues. Um, I think he was just excellent, not only last night against Cape Verde too, um, full of energy, Sean, you're talking about fitness levels. Yeah. The way yeah. he works off the ball, um, his quality on the ball, his quality yeah. from dead balls, uh, one of the purest strikers of the football in that South African team. Um, yeah. I just think that he, look, of course, there's someone like Tim Bezwani who's just got so much quality. But at 34 years old, you would have to say that his dream of going to Europe is it's probably over. Um, sure. Or if he ever wanted to go to Europe, who knows? But someone like Tebohu Mokwena, I think that at 27 years old, um, could go could go play comfortably in France or Belgium um, and, and, and be a, a really good player at a top club. I don't think he would just, you know, fill the team sheet or, or for, you know, be another number. I think that he could actually stand out. I think he's, he's that good. So, yeah, Tebohu Mokwena, I think, stood out for me, Aiden. I thought that he was excellent. Um, in terms of disappointments, I wasn't disappointed by too many players, if I'm if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Maybe the the sentiment online right now um, is that Percy Tal, you know, had he taken his chances in that first half, um, you know, Bafana would potentially be in a final. Um, so so maybe I could go along with that. Maybe his composure in front of goal just lacked ever so slightly, especially with that first chance that he was gifted. Um, but still, a top player. Um, I, I saw way too much criticism of him last night. I think that Bafana is a much better team with Percy Tal in it. Um, so I wouldn't say that he's someone who shouldn't be there. Of course not. Um, but yeah, maybe just disappointed that he didn't uh, get himself on the score sheet. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I have to agree with you, Cody. I mean, you can't... Yeah, I, th- I think I think leading up to it, we've seen, especially yesterday... Um, Lots of lots of guys saying Percy Tal owes us a big performance. Yeah, um, and look, he's he's a hell of a player. Of course, what, what, go, what goes up upstairs, I don't know. I mean, we we just don't know. But uh, hell of a player. Uh, Pizza obviously loves him. We love him. Um, but yeah, I think at that level, you need to be taking certain chances. Um, at these tournaments, you need to be set, taking certain chances to put yourself on the map. You know, never mind what you're doing for your country. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's a, a lack of talent. Um, maybe uh, yeah, it's a tough one. But but at that level, the player he is, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. He'll put his hand up. He should have. He should have taken a couple of chances for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. That's fair. Yeah. Guys, thank you. Good answers. I appreciate it. Lovely, Aiden. Thank you, Aiden. Thank you. Thank you for not finding what we asked for. <laughs> Sean, I'll tell you what. Do some research. Send me a WhatsApp. I will do, my friend. <laughs> All right. Cheers, gentlemen. All right. Cheers, Thank cheers, you. cheers. Thank you, Aiden, Curtie. And that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Sokoladuma, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And, of course, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Thank you, sir. Cheers, Shawnee. Thank you very much, Bob. 